Check out Unpacking Israeli History podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified-vehicles slash beyond-zero-vision. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, y'all. We're rerunning two episodes today. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. The day was January 31st, 1919. It had been just over two months since World War I ended, and Scotland was feeling the economic impact of its resolution. People frustrated with the lack of jobs in the long 54-hour workweek had already been striking for days. But on this day, those frustrations rose to a climax. Somewhere between 20,000 and 25,000 people gathered in George Square in Glasgow, Scotland to protest. And all this commotion scared the British government. Government officials were already on edge because of other uprisings around Europe. Scotland's secretary, Robert Monroe, had even declared that the Glasgow situation wasn't just a strike, but a Bolshevist uprising. So the protest became a battle of police versus demonstrators on a day that came to be known as Bloody Friday. Nobody died in the riots, but accounts of the day's events have gone on to reach a mythical status in Scottish history. Scotland had sent a lot of its men to fight in the First World War. 
Glasgow alone had enlisted 200,000 men. And Glasgow was a hub of industry during the war. Clydeside, the region along the Clyde River in Scotland, was home to a bustling shipbuilding industry. The shipyards at Clydeside were the biggest provider of vessels to the Royal Navy, and the region produced a lot of armaments. So when Scottish men left for war, a bunch of women joined the workforce to keep cranking out ships and munitions for the fight. But just because business was booming didn't mean business was good. Workers' conditions were poor. People worked long days and weren't paid well for it. Tensions were rising between factory owners and industrial workers. Civil unrest was brewing, and the organized labor movement was growing in Glasgow. So after the war ended in November 1918, troops were demobilizing and returning to Scotland, looking for work. But munitions factories were closing, and both industrial workers and returning soldiers found themselves out of work. So the Clyde Workers' Committee, made up of engineering shop stewards from different trade unions, decided to advocate for less hours for current workers. If people only worked 40 hours a week, there would be more jobs available for the soldiers who were coming home from war. But factory owners, on the other hand, wanted to keep a longer work week so there would be less jobs and a reserve of unemployed people. On January 18th, leaders of the Clyde Workers' Committee called a strike to demand a 40-hour work week. And on January 27th, the strikes began. At first, employers, trade union officials, and the government just waved off the strike, dismissing it as a minor dispute that would fizzle out soon enough. But by the 30th of January, it was clear that was definitely not the case. Tens of thousands of workers in Clydeside were striking. Electricity supply workers and miners had even gone on strike in sympathy. The Clyde Workers Committee sent out flying pickets, or people who travel to places where workers are on strike to incite more people to strike, to help spread the mission faster. On January 29th, strikers rallied in Glasgow and marched to George Square. A group of leaders from the Clyde Workers Committee, including Willie Gallagher, Manny Shinwell, and David Kirkwood, met with the Lord Provost of Glasgow at the Glasgow City Chambers. They requested he asked the council to tell employers they needed to grant workers a 40-hour work week. The Lord Provost said he couldn't give them an answer just yet and to come back on the 31st. But as people waited in the square to hear the Lord Provost reply, the police began attacking demonstrators, seemingly unprovoked. The police baton charged the crowd and the demonstrators fought back. Gallagher punched the chief constable and was beaten. Kirkwood was hit with batons. People threw water bottles at police, smashed windows, and looted. As the violence escalated, police retreated. But the fighting continued for hours. 19 police officers and 34 strikers were injured. Martial law had not been declared, so the government didn't have the authority to send out troops. The War Cabinet met in London and discussed the problem in Glasgow, but it was the Sheriff of Lanarkshire who requested a military deployment. 
The troops arrived after the riots were over, and they started patrolling the power stations and set up tanks in the area. By Sunday, the city settled down, and the troops left after about two weeks. Gallagher and Shinwell were arrested for inciting a riot and put on trial. They were convicted and got jail time, but other strike leaders put on trial were acquitted. Workers had not won the strike for a 40-hour working week, so they returned to an agreement union officials had already reached with employers for a 47-hour work week. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little bit more about history today than you did yesterday. Hey guys, I know that I sound a little bit raspy today. I'm recovering from a cold, but thank you so much for bearing with me. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for another day in history. There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel like they're straight out of a movie, but they're all true stories. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab on Jewish History Nerds for a new season of intrigue, mystic realms, and bloody battles. In season three of these podcasts, you'll meet an ancient Arabian king who converted to Judaism in a struggle for power, a mysterious author who created amulets and performed Kabbalistic exorcisms, and a can't-miss story of a female Hasidic Rebbe whose story unfolds like a real-life Yentl to challenge societal norms. Jewish history nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Find out what happened, how it happened, and why each story still matters today. Don't miss Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab. Find Jewish History Nerds wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. 
Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History Class, a podcast that really takes to heart the phrase, you learn something new every day. The day was January 31st, 1939. Jewish teenager Renia Spiegel was living in Poland, months before the outbreak of World War II, when she wrote the first entry in her now-published diary. Spiegel died in the Holocaust, but her diary has since shed light on her life under Soviet and Nazi rule. Spiegel was born in a village in Poland in 1924. Her parents were Rusa and Bernard Spiegel, and she had a younger sister named Ariana. In 1938, Ariana, a child actress, went to live in Warsaw with Rusa in pursuit of her career. Arenia went to live with her grandparents in Szymyszul, a town in Poland. Ariana went back to Szymyszul that summer, returning without her mother. On January 31, 1939, when she was 15 years old, Spiegel began writing in her diary. In her first diary entry, Spiegel wrote the following in part. Why did I decide to start a diary today? Has something important happened? Have I discovered that my friends are keeping diaries of their own? No, I just want a friend, somebody I can talk to about my everyday worries and joys. Somebody who will feel what I feel, believe what I say, and never reveal my secrets. No human being could ever be that kind of friend. She wrote about how her life used to be in Warsaw, how she missed her mother, and how she felt like she had no real home. She also wrote about her school and classmates. As the start of World War II loomed, Spiegel continued to write in her diary about her friends, family, boys, sadness, nostalgia, and war. She also wrote poems and drew in the diary. But by September of 1939, Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union occupied Poland and the country was divided between the two invaders, with the Nazis in the West and the Soviets in the East. Ruza was stuck in Nazi-controlled territory, while Aranya and Ariana were on the Soviet side. The two children and their grandfather left town, while their grandmother stayed behind. Their father disappeared during the war and was presumed killed. As World War II steadily intensified, Spiegel kept attending school in Schimmelschul and fell in love with a boy named Zygmunt Schwarzer. In 1941, days after her first kiss with Schwarzer, the Third Reich declared war on the Soviet Union. Arenya and other Jewish people began having to wear a white armband with a blue Star of David on it. The Germans began establishing ghettos in Poland. In July of 1942, as the Nazis murdered thousands of Jewish and Polish people, they set up a sealed ghetto in Szymyszul. Arenia and her friends and relatives were ordered to stay in the ghetto. Zygmunt, who was working with the local resistance, managed to get Arenia and Ariana out of the ghetto. He set Arenia and his parents up in the attic of a house where his uncle lived. He took Ariana to a friend's father, and he took over Arenia's diary, writing about his efforts to save his girlfriend and family. 
The Nazis executed Aranya and Schwarzer's parents on July 30, 1942, when they found the attic hiding spot. Aranya was only 18 years old when she was killed. Schwarzer wrote the last words in the diary. He wrote about the execution of Aranya and his parents, expressing his anguish at their deaths. Schwarzer survived the Holocaust and eventually passed the diary to Rutza and Ariana, now named Elizabeth Belloc. The two women had fled to the U.S. after World War II. The nearly 700-page diary stayed in a safe deposit box in New York City for more than 40 years. It was published in Polish in 2016, and in 2019, the first full English translation of the diary was published. The diary is noted as a unique and well-written personal account of everyday life under Soviet and Nazi occupation in Poland. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Looking for content a little more sophisticated than cat memes in your feed? Connect with us on social media at T-D-I-H-C podcast. If you prefer something a little bit more formal, then you can write us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. I hope you liked this show. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.